Welcome back to the Biggie Show, episode five. Uh, my name is Ethan Henninger at Ethan Henninger on Instagram. Uh, this episode, we're going to dive into some college football. Um, we're going to start off with that uh, college football playoff. Uh, one team fell and one team got in uh, based off this past weekend. Huge weekend in college football. Go over some games. Um, in addition to that, I got my buddy uh, Matthew Ferrari coming on. Um, at M Ferrari F E E R R A R eighty one underscore on Instagram, go give him a follow. Huge thank you to him for coming on. Uh, we're gonna talk some Steelers football. He's a big Steelers fan. Uh, also, in we'll talk some NFL and the upcoming Ravens and Steelers matchup. And then obviously go over my top games of the week and go over my top games coming up. Um, all that uh, and more uh, on the B Show. Thank you for listening. Share uh, with anybody you know. Tell people. Tell your friends. Tell family. Get the word out. And thank you for listening. So on with the first segment. In this segment, I want to talk about college football. Uh, we don't talk about college football much on this show, but this past weekend was huge and. Uh, I want to tell you my my thoughts. Who should be in the college football playoff and who is? Um, I'm going to start off with the Ohio State at Michigan, the classic Big Ten game rivalry rivalry each year. Excuse me. Um, so this game, Michigan won this game 42 to 27. I thought the atmosphere of this game. I wish I was at. I, it was huge. It was. It was. It was huge. It was snowing. It was Michigan, the big house. Um, um, just the atmosphere just was so incredible. Packed house. It, like I said, it was snowing. And then at the end of the game, uh, the fans rushed the field. And it was just, it was incredible. Just seeing everyone just, it, it, that's what college football is about. To me, that's what it's about. You know, beating the rivalry. rivalry I cannot say that word. Um, and, just enjoying your team, the win, and just embracing it all. And I feel like that's what everyone in Michigan did. Um, Ohio State now uh, falls because of that. They would not be in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, Michigan at Ohio – I think it's Iowa at Michigan is um, the this week's Big Ten championship. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure where it's – Located at it's on Lucas Oil Stadium. That's right. So that's uh, 8 p.m. on Fox on Saturday. Excited to watch that game. Um, the next game we'll talk about is Auburn. No, Alabama at Auburn. This game came down to fourth overtime. And now, see, I used to be a big Alabama fan. Kind of fell back into it. Just kind of just I don't really watch it as much. Don't really have time. I'm more turned into a college football fan in general. Um, but uh, Alabama won 24-22. I feel like Auburn should have won this game. I wish they did because it just seems like Alabama has just cut it close a lot this year. And I don't know. I, I There's talks. I don't know. If they, I don't think they should be in the college football playoff. I honestly don't think they should be in. It just seems like like I feel like a Florida, they, they, I think they should be like 11-2, maybe even 11-3. Um, because of Florida, not I mean nine and two or ten and no nine and three, ten and two. Because of Florida back in early, if they don't mess up on the two point conversion, they win, and Alabama loses. And it just I don't 
it's just it's hard to say no Alabama doesn't deserve to be in the college football playoff and if you don't know what that is it's the four best teams in the in college football right now um they play for the ultimate championship game and I don't know it just seems like Alabama being in there doesn't here's the college football playoff right now number one is Georgia deserves to be there best team they're, they're gonna win it all two Michigan three Alabama and four Cincinnati now that's the, that's the college football playoff now below it there is number five Oklahoma State I did not realize how good they were playing until I was talking to one of my friends and he told me you know how good they were and I was kind of surprised so and then after uh it's Oklahoma State it's six in Notre Dame and then seven is Ohio State now, Ohio State's not there anymore because they lost to Michigan. I think Michigan deserves to be in there. I, I do. I think that was a huge performance, big test for them. So I think they do deserve to be in there. Number two seems right. Um, and three is Alabama. I don't – if I'm being honest, so Alabama plays Georgia this week in Atlanta. I think they're going to lose. I think, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose. Um, I think it's gonna be a hard, fought, hard fight, but the Georgia is just a stud. Every defensive person for Georgia is a stud, and looking at it, I don't know. Just I don't see Alabama winning that game. They do if they do, they do, and that's great. But I don't think they will. So if they lose, I say you bump Cincinnati up to three, and I think you put. Um, I don't know. I think I think Oklahoma State maybe deserves a shot. I mean, they play Baylor. I think they could beat Baylor. So I think you should put them in there. Um, Oklahoma State. Uh, Cincinnati plays Houston. They'll win. I feel like they they will win. So that should be to me that should be a college football playoff coming going into next week. I say Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State. I think they've they've made this far. Um, Oklahoma State is eleven and one. Uh, Michigan is eleven and one. Then you would have Georgia, who's uh, undefeated in there, and Cincinnati, who's undefeated, and then the other two, um, uh, eleven and one teams. That's just my personal favorite. Um, and speaking of college football, uh, big coaching changes. The two big coaching changes that kind of shocked the world is Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma. Well, he's already left. He's in. Um, he's already at USC, so he's going to USC um, on a on some major number deals. Like I was, there's I was talking about it with my friends. Um, these are just some of the numbers. Um, USC is going to buy both his homes in Oklahoma, and they're going to buy. Apparently a six million dollar home for him in LA, and they're giving him unlimited use of a private jet twenty four seven for family. That's all. Lincoln, that's Lincoln. That's what Lincoln Riley's getting. That's not even his contract. That's just what he's getting. Plus, that's in plus the contract. Those are huge numbers. They're going all in on this man, and Oklahoma people are not happy. There's trader signs on. Um, Oh, I think on the front of Oklahoma, where the gates are, is lettering on like a brick wall. There's a trader sign draped across it. There's a trader sign draped across a statue. So they're not happy in Oklahoma. And a lot of big name 
commits. I think the number one receiver in the nation has decommitted from Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, who was the quarterback for Oklahoma, is leaving. So the, this it's not this is not good for um, Oklahoma. They have gone downhill fast. And the other big coaching change is Brian Kelly is leaving Notre Dame to go to um, to go to uh, LSU. So that's another huge thing. I think I was listening to something a couple weeks ago, like a month ago, and they, I think they were talking about Brian Kelly. Uh, I think he's been for Notre Dame for 12 years, head coach of the, uh, the Fighting Irish. And I think he, they were like, oh, he's not leaving. He's not going to leave. Uh, but apparently he has, and they're going. He's going to LSU. So big change from being, you know, Notre Dame, who's not really in a conference, who's kind of just up by themselves, who's independent, to LSU, who's big in the SEC. So I'm I'm very interested to see what how these two teams work out. I I think I honestly I think Lincoln Riley looks good at USC. He's got a really good track record. Apparently, he's 55 and 10 all time at Oklahoma. Um, ben took his team to the college football playoff uh, a few times. He's had a couple of Heisman winners, so he he's definitely. I think that he's going to do well at USC. But Brian Kelly, I, I'm not sure about Brian Kelly. I don't know much stats about him, so it'll be interesting to how you see how he works in the SEC and goes with that. So big game, college football weekend this upcoming weekend. Go make sure you watch your games. Those games, you got SEC championship, uh, you got Big Ten, Big Twelve championship, and you got you know ACC, and many more. You got Pac-12 that's on Friday. So could Oregon overcome Utah? We'll see. Uh, but coming up, we have talking football with Matt, uh, my good friend Matt Ferrari. Um, you can talk about the Steelers. We'll talk about the NFL as a whole. And we're going to talk about the upcoming matchup between the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, all that on the Big E Show. All right, uh, we are back uh, with the Big E Show. Um, talked about college football in the first part, but now we're going to switch over to NFL um, I got a good friend here, uh, played football with him this year, uh, a flag football league. Uh, we both wish it was real. But you get what you get, and you can't, you know, don't throw a fit. Um, but um, this friend of mine, good friend, uh, been to some games with him. He is Matt Ferrari. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. <laughs> so about Matt, he is a longtime Steelers fan, um, huge fan, right? Yeah. So, how did you become a Steelers fan? Um, you know, I grew up a Steelers fan. Uh, my dad, he lived in Pittsburgh for 10 years when he was going to grad school. Um, and he kind of just fell in love with the team. And, you know, growing up, I was really, really young when they won those Super Bowls. And I remember watching my dad watch those games. And, you know, as I got older, he allowed me to go to the actual football games and you know, it was always something that me and him really bonded on. So I've just always kind of stuck with them ever since. I remember you and I are good friends, and I remember finding out finding out you were a Steelers fan, and I was like, I like everything about you except for one thing. But <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a Ravens fan. So speaking of the Steelers, they are not having one of the best years, <clears throat> no. especially this past weekend. 
You guys go to Cincinnati. Probably have the worst game in a long, long time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Steelers this year? Oh man, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of issues they got. But um, to highlight the main, I think physicality is the issue, um, both on the offensive line and defensive line. Uh, I realize that you know defensive line has been some is- issues with injuries. Um, Tuitt's been out all year. TJ's been on and off and on, and you know teams are just coming into the Steelers and saying that we're going to beat you at your game. Um, the Steelers have historically been a physical team where even if they're not a great team, you got to show up and you got to put up the gloves uh, to be able to win a physical fight with them. And, you know, this year they haven't really been physical. You know, I think they have some good pieces. I think Najee is a great running back and he's going to be, once they get that offensive line fixed, um, they got some other stars. I think this rookie tight end, Fryermuth, he's really good. They got Deontay Johnson, who's really came into his game after the whole drops last year. Um, I think they've got those skill makers, and they've always had been able to find these skill makers. But, you know, one of the issues is Big Ben. Um, you know, he he's had a couple good games this year, but, you know, he just can't stay together for 17 games. I mean, his arm's just older. He just can't hang with the young guns anymore. And I think it's unfortunate that we really have to see this side of Big Ben, who's done a lot of great things for them in the city for years and kind of this being his final ride. Um, it's kind of disappointing. And I'm most disappointed, honestly, with just the defense. Um, Pittsburgh's been known that they've had a great defense and they really started out with that this year. And, you know, um, they lost Fitz, Fitzpatrick to COVID. Uh, Joe Hayden's been out for a lot of games. TJ has been in and out to it's out, um, you know, and these younger guys who don't have much experience, they just aren't playing well, especially Devin Bush, who's been a huge disappointment for them. Oh, I forgot he was on the team in that middle of that defense. I mean, he, he's coming off an ACL tear from last year, but that guy, he like some plays you just see him and he just stands there and he can't shed a block to save his life. And, you know, you're seeing that in the last three, three games where they've given up 200 yards rushing every single game. I mean, they just can't stop the run. And until they can get some of those things fixed, I, I don't see them really going anywhere. What, what do you think about the coaching aspect? I talked about the players. What do you think about the coaching? Like Mike Tomlin, you know, that that's coming around. Like everything, every year, the same thing is said. He hasn't had a losing season, but – this might be one of those times. What do you think about Mike See, Tomlin? I am not like <laughs> many Steelers fans. Um, I know my dad would agree with me, but um, I think that Tomlin needs to go. Um, I know a lot of people like him. Uh, you know, he's very professional on his um, his you know post game and you know his press conferences during the week. Um, he's very, but I I see him as a cheerleader coach. Um, you know, he always we always start out really bad in the beginning of the year, and then the middle of the year, around September, October, November, he gets on this win streak where he wins like six games in a row, and everyone thinks, "Oh, the Steelers are going back to the playoffs." And then every single year for the past five years, they've had an utter collapse every single year. Um, like you guys had that huge win streak last year, and then. 
Everything then came they, downhill after yep. that. After that Ravens game, that COVID game that kept getting pushed back last year, um, you guys played the Washington football team, and then that's where it all went downhill. Yeah. And just the thing, you just watch the games is he doesn't make adjustments. Um, I think the beginning of the year he comes out and they have a game plan and they do really, really well. But by the end of the year, teams know what you're going to do. And, you know, he doesn't change the way that they play. He doesn't change their style. He doesn't try to shift at halftime. He just devotes himself to the original game plan and hopes that it will get fixed. And by the end of the year, teams know that and they just exploit it. So, I mean, everyone talks about him not having a losing season, but he's went eight and eight three times. One time he went nine and seven. Um, and all those times they had the talent. I mean, they went through those years where they had Antonio Brown in his prime. They had Le'Veon Bell in his prime. He had Ben Roethlisberger. He had other guys like Martavis Bryant. <laughs> As a Ravens fan, there was some hard games to watch. You, you, had, you had one of the most dominant offenses in the league for years, and yet – there was a defensive problem. You know, the Jacksonville came in with Blake Bortles and put up 45 points. You know, they <laughs> this team has not won a playoff game since 2016, yet everyone talks about them like they've been to the Super Bowl just last year. Who did they beat? Who was the last year? 2016? Yeah, who did they beat? I forget. Uh, 2016, they beat the Miami Dolphins in wild card. That's right. And then they went to the Chiefs, I believe, and beat them. And then they went to New England and lost Tom Brady, who ended up winning that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Mike Tomlin, so Ryan Clark, former Steelers safety, came out this week and talked about the Steelers, the Steelers kind of people that are on the Steelers now. Um, there's people on there, the receivers mainly that they um, they make you know TikToks and they're big on social media. And you know, Ryan Clark says they want to do dances, and make videos, and. Uh, Mike Tom responds to that and said, the guys that have been here understand the standards and the people that the guys I have now don't really understand the standards that Pittsburgh has. Do you agree with that? I would agree with that. Um, you know, this team, you know, has had some rough years, but they've had some good years too. But the one thing that's always stayed consistently is that their defense can win them games. Their defense is always hard hitting. Their every every aspect of their game is physical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of Pittsburgh's a steel mill city. They're blue collar, rough. They hit you in the mouth, and that's really the identity that the team has taken. And you know, I think it started with the high powered offense that they had in like 2014, 15. You know, where they kind of shifted from that identity mm-hmm. since they had such a great passing attack. They kind of shied away from that physical style of play and kind of shifted to what kind of the NFL plays like everywhere else where they have these high-powered scoring offenses. And they kind of went away from that. And I think a lot of the leaders in that locker room have kind of taken that and they're just trying to be like other people in the league. So like people like Juju and Claypool who are younger guys who are on social media and kind of attract that younger audience. Um, not really taking the identity of the old Steelers past. And I think that's, you know, that's just an issue. And I think you have to reshift the culture in doing that. And by doing that, you're going to have to get rid of some of those guys. Like you might have to let Juju go. I think, I think Tomlin's not going to be able to replace that himself. They might have to bring in someone else. Um, 
I just see I just see Tomlin mainly as an under, underachiever, and mm. I, I know a lot wow. of people. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but you know, you talk about a guy who's never had a losing season, but he has an eight and eight playoff record, and in his first four years, he had five of those eight playoff wins. In his first five, in his first four or five seasons, he mm. had five of those eight. So pretty much since 2012, since that 2011 Super Bowl appearance, he's won three playoff games and lost, I think, six of them. Wow. So definitely big changes coming up. I think so. But, you know, Steelers are not one for change. You know, you look consistently. I mean, their 75-year tenure, they've had three – three head coaches pretty much, you know, they're not, they're known for staying consistent and sticking to what they always were. So, you know, I know there's a lot of Steeler diehard Steelers fans that want Tomlin gone, but they won't, they won't let him go. It's just like when they said they wanted Ben gone, he, he came back, you know, they're, they're very loyal to some of the guys who've given them success in the past where it gets to the point where they hold on to him too long. And it, you know, messes with their legacy. No, very different from the other Pennsylvania team, the Eagles, where you mess up one time and they want you gone. Speaking of the Eagles, um, we're going to transition to um, the NFL as a whole. This NFL season has been a lot so far, a lot of up and down uh, for every team. What do you think about the NFL right now? Just who do you think is your win at all? Who do you think could – like who do you think is coming up? What do you think? You know, last year I made the mistake of doubting Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> so regardless of other teams, I, I still think that you still have to keep the Buccaneers in that loop. Uh, they haven't played well as of recently, but they've had some injuries. I still think Antonio Brown's a top receiver, and he's been hurt the last six weeks. You got guys like Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. You got Gronk. You got Fournette, who's playing really well. You got their young defense, who's playing great. Mm-hmm. I still see the Buccaneers as a top contender. I honestly think the Super Bowl winner will come out of the NFC because, you know, you got guys like Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Can he finish? Can he get to the NFC Championship game and, and win that game? Yeah, that's the real question. But, you know, I, I would really like to see Rodgers win another one. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like he's had a lot of success and – has been one of the best arm talents we've ever seen. And yet he still still doesn't have the Super Bowls to really show that because of, you know, it being a team sport. Um, I would really like to see Green Bay win one. Uh, I think the Rams, if they can put put together with the high power they have and going to get Von Miller, they went and got Odell Beckham. Just to add to these offenses, I think uh, they could come out of there. If Kyle Murray can come back, I think the Cardinals are in that conversation as well. And for the NF, the AFC side, excuse me, um, I think the Patriots right now. Really, uh, the Patriots. I mean, they they're playing really well. Mac Jones is playing incredibly. That defense is back. Um, other other teams, I think the AFC is kind of wide open. Honestly, I mean, the NFC you kind of see these juggernaut teams, but the AFC they're beating each other, losing to each other. I mean, we thought the Bills were the top AFC team five weeks ago, and then they lost to Jacksonville. But then you got guys like the Chiefs who started three and four and are now, I think, like, what, seven and four, something mm, like that? Something like that. I think for the Patriots, I'm not on the Patriots hype hype band yet. And the reason is 
is their wins, starting from Week 7, have been the Jets, who are the Jets, the Chargers, who we don't know what team shows up for the Chargers, the Panthers, who are, had a just a terrible loss this Sunday, and then the Browns, who can't – the quarterback is taped together and mm-hmm. and the running game, you shut down the running game, then you win. And then the Falcons, who just oh, – the Falcons. And then the Titans, who without Derrick Henry are really nothing without their identity. So they they come up, they have the Bills, and then they go on the road to the Colts, and then on the road and they're home on the with the Bills. So those are the next three games: Bills, Colts, Bills. What do you what are you thinking? What's going to happen with this? I think it's the real test for New England. Yeah, I think the Bills is definitely a test for them. But you know, you look at it. I'm going to bet for Bill Belichick any day. I mean, that guy. Watching him dominate the Steelers. I know I'm talking about the Steelers again, but. Every time. I mean, Bill Belichick is one of the best in the game by finding your weakness as a team, and he exploits that. He'll he'll find if your middle linebackers are weak, he'll target the middle. If he knows your cornerbacks are weak, he's gonna throw it deep on mm-hmm. your right side. He, he's gonna take he's gonna find what you're the weakest at and he's going to exploit it. And I think that's what makes him one of the best coaches in history. Um sadly saying that, I mean, I've rooted against the Patriots for a long time, but I mean, you got to recognize the greatness there. And I'm going to bet for a good coach over anything. Speaking of the AFC, big matchup for you and I. I'm a Ravens fan. Uh, Ravens traveled to Pittsburgh this weekend, 425 on CBS, to take on the Steelers. Um, Everyone's betting on the Ravens, but I'll be honest with you. Ravens are 8-3, and and I don't even know how we're 8-3. and We might be the worst 8-3 and team ever. They had a good defensive game, but Lamar throwing his four picks, and then you guys getting you know losing to the Bengals. What do you what do you think about this game? What do you expect to see? What do you want to see? I I think this game is going <laughs> to be a smash mouth game, as it always is. You know, um, you know, there's a rivalry between the Ravens and the Steelers. It's been a great one, a contested one for years, but you know the Ravens are motivated. I mean, they just came off of even though there was a win, it was a poor win against the Browns, they're motivated. They want to prove that they're a top AFC team. And on the other side, you got the Steelers, who just got their butts kicked by Cincinnati. They're mad. Most of the nation is going to see this game. I'm looking at the map right now. We, you, Most of the nation is going to watch this game. So it's it's going to be I, – I, 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 I expect a very physical game on both sides. Um, and I think whoever can control the trenches is going to win that game. Who wins and why? Um, you know, there, there's two different ways you could go. Honestly, my first instinct is going to be the Ravens. Um, I think they have a better defense at this point, and I think they're going to be able to hold that Steelers offense to limited points. And as long as Lamar can get going a little bit against that Steelers defense who's suffered some injuries, especially with TJ being on COVID this week, I see, I see the Ravens coming out with a win. But, you know, the Steelers are known for being underdogs, and you're going into Heinz Field. Everyone's pissed off. The fans are pissed off. The coaching staff's pissed off. The players are pissed off. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh could pull out a close win purely just off of them wanting to go in there and hit them. And historically, they've done a good job at you know <clears throat> limiting Lamar and his abilities but my first instinct is obviously going to be going with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I I kind of want to go with the Ravens, but I mean it's just going to come down to the wire. Honestly, this team this this game is an up for grabs you know, game for each team. Even though, like you said, we won, we're so upset. Lamar is upset with himself coming out statements today, probably saying he played like a rookie. Um, so it would definitely be an interesting game, interesting test for us. You know, can we level up to that physicality? Can I read that team, um, or are we just skating enough, doing enough to get by? So, but Matthew, thank you for coming on. I'm very much appreciative. Um, you're a good friend, man, good man. And uh, it's going to be a good game on Sunday. Yeah. Gus Steelers. <laughs> thank you, man. All right, we're back here on the Big E Show. Uh, huge thank you to Matt for coming on. Just huge. I'm, I'm very thankful for him just for helping me out with some personal stuff. And, and this past whole year has been you know, up and down, just a huge, like a giant roller coaster. And he's been helpful through all that. So thank you, Matt, for that. Um, but as always, we go through my top games of previous week and my top games coming up. First uh, game we talked about was the Buccaneers at the Colts. This game did not disappoint. I guess I talked about the Colts last week, talking about how they could, you know, don't count the Colts out. Now they got a lot of, they got ground to make up, but I think with the extra game this year, that really helps them out. Um, but Buccaneers won this game 38-31. Tom Brady looked good. Leonard Fournette had four touchdowns touchdowns total, three rushing, one receiving. So he went off. Um, so, excuse me. Um, but just I think Buccaneers, I think I agree with what Matt said in the last segment, talking about Buccaneers are the team to beat. Um, so definitely interesting um, with that. Colts are coming up high, coming up strong. Even though they lost, I think they, could, they definitely – like we talked about last week, I think they definitely can um, make a push. You know, they got Texans this week, so they should pre-win that. But they had the Patriots and then the Cardinals. And then, I, then the Raiders. So two tough teams, one team that we don't know who shows up, you know, is the Derek Carr 300-pass-plus game going to come up? That means they probably will win. Or can they shut Carr down for under 300, which means they, they lose. Derek Carr only wins when he throws 300-plus yards. So... Be definitely interested to see. I'm excited for that. Buccaneers are just rolling. Um, they play Falcons this week, and then they have a tough game against the Bills. So excited to see that. Uh, my next game of the week was Titans at Patriots. Now, for this game, I really wanted to see Patriots rolling high. Um, Titans, we wanted to see like can they play a good, you know, good to de- decent to good team and win. They cannot. They go out lost 36 to 13. I think it's clear that Titans. Lost their identity um, in Derrick Henry. So, uh, I, just the Titans, I don't know. They're 8-4. and four. They better do something. They play the Jaguars this week. And they have the Steelers, the Niners, Dolphins, and Texans. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this team goes. As for the Patriots, like I said last, like I said in the last segment, I am not um, on the bandwagon yet. A lot there's a lot of hype surrounding the Patriots. Uh, I don't see it, it's just the teams they've beaten. Like I said, they they beaten the Jets, the Jets, the Chargers. We don't know what team shows up for the Chargers. The Panthers, they're not that they're not that good. Browns aren't that good. Falcons are, t- are horrendous. Titans aren't that good without Derrick Henry. So that's why these next three weeks are huge. They're tremendous. Bills, Colts, and Bills. They, it's this is a huge test for the Patriots, and this is this is going to, it's what's going to define them. 
This is how they're like. This is what's going to find them and see if they're an actual good team. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose and then half of the sports world goes bananas and goes, "Oh, this is why Bill Belichick can't win with Tom Brady or you know can't win well, without Tom Brady or can't win with Mac Jones and all oh, blah blah blah." It's just, just I, I want to see these next three weeks and see how they play out. Um, so that's what I want to say. My final game of the week was Rams at Packers. Uh, this one came not it was not really close. I mean, kind of. I mean, the Packers won thirty six twenty eight. Uh, Packers are rolling nine and three. Rams, I think I was thinking about this today. I think the Rams just they got a bunch of new people, and they they they, they need time to develop. You know, I'm hoping they get back this week. They should. They play the Jaguars. They're home, so I think they'll be fine. I honestly think they they will be fine. Um, it's just that that division, the Cardinals. They play Cardinals right after in Arizona, so. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this team develops. Um, I think these having new people takes time to you know defensively, offensively, they take time to develop. So I think they will squeak by and make it to playoffs as like a wild card team. But uh, it's, it's a bit depend depending on how the things go. And so it's the what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say like it just. I want to see – it's interesting to see how far they go. That's what I want to say. As to the Packers, they're 9-3. and three. They are rolling high. Um, Aaron Rodgers just a beast. They play the Bears um, uh, Sunday night. Oh, they play – no, that's next Sunday. The, this Sunday, they are on a bye this week, so they got to rest up. Um, so then they got the Bears, and they play the Ravens, Browns, Vikings, and Lions. So they could easily go 14-3 uh, at sure this. That's how it is this year. So – uh, excited to see where that goes. And as for my game, my top games of this upcoming week, I'm gonna start out with number. Um, let me check the list here. All right, so in order of the game, so my top game is Ravens and Steelers. Man, like Ferrari, um, I call him Ferrari. Uh, call him Matt Ferrari. Like Ferrari and I talked about, huge game coming up. Um, it's gonna be Smash Mouth, like it always is. A lot of people are betting on the Ravens, but honestly, if the Ravens lose, I won't be surprised. I think the Ravens might lose maybe like a touchdown or a field goal. I don't think they'll get smoked, but I if we lose, it's going to hurt. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of like the respect these two teams have for each other. Um, he said they're in Pittsburgh. Steelers fans are mad. Steelers are mad. Lamar is mad. Or like, even though we won, everyone's mad. Steelers weak. So huge game. Excited to see how this plays out. Lamar has played in Pittsburgh and won, I think, one time um, last week, last year when we played in Pittsburgh. It was the COVID game where it kept getting moved, moved around, and it was like oh, Wednesday afternoon, and it was really, really weird. And RG3 started and struggled, and then Trace McSorley came in and almost won, and it was just – it was crazy. Um, so, But like I said, my pick is the Ravens in this game um, going with the, my team. But if they lose, I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly would not be surprised if they lose. Uh, my next game of the week is going to be Sunday Night Football, uh, and the Ravens is 425 on CBS. Um, majority of the nation will get this game. My next game is Broncos at Chiefs. The whole nation will get this uh, game. Sunday Night Football, 820 on ABC. Um, just Broncos at Chiefs. This is a big test of the Broncos. This is going to say, are they a good team, or are they just doing enough to get by? You know, they're 6-5, they're, they're and five, which is unbelievable to see. I don't believe – I'm looking at it right now. 
on my on my iPad, and I, I'm just baffled. Baffled. Like how are the Broncos six and five? I'm not hating on the Broncos, but like, I don't know. I just I didn't. I my my one of my best friends is a Broncos fan. He he was right, and he says the Broncos are a dark horse team. And I think they are. I think they just their problem is I think they, just, they need a solid quarterback. I think Teddy can be that guy. It'd just be interesting to see if he can stay healthy and if he can stay there for multiple years. Um, I think that I think they, they get that. They have weapons. I think their defense. Bradley Chubb has come been back from injury. I see, so definitely interesting to see. Chiefs, on the other hand, um, it's I think they're coming into form. They're coming off their bye. Um, you know, they they kind of they won. You know, before the bye, they won four straight. So they're coming off the bye to see. Interesting to see how they go. Um, so I'm excited for this game. This is gonna, I'm gonna watch this game, and I'm definitely gonna be. This is gonna be a huge game, um, in the AFC West. My final game of the week, I'm going with Patriots at Bills. Like I talked about, huge AFC East game. Can the Bill- problem with the Bills is they're really one-dimensional. They can't run the football. They, they they rely on Josh Allen in that passing game a lot, and Bill is going to shut that down. If you shut one-dimensional teams down, team down, then that's the problem. Like that's one thing about the Ravens is, I think I feel like it's much harder to shut a running game down or. I don't know. It's it's hard to shut either game now, passing game or running game, but it's gonna be interesting to see if what happens. Can the Bills adjust to Bill Belichick? I think because we know Bill's gonna adjust. We know that. As you see, you know they're in Buffalo. It's Monday Night Football, eight fifteen kickoff on ESPN, uh, Monday December sixth. So I'm excited for this game. Excited for this matchup. Um, so definitely interesting. Um, I, I'm. Oh, for the my previous game, Chiefs Broncos at Chiefs. I'm going with Chiefs, and that one for this game. I don't. It's I'm. It's hard to see. It's, it's hard, honestly. I think um, Bills. They need this win. They need this to stay in in pace. So, you know, I'm gonna go with Bills. But if the Patriots win. I'm not gonna be surprised. But I think I'm gonna go with Bills. Um. I think I'm going against my gut here, but going with Bills in this one. This, uh, but um, if the Patriots win, I would not be surprised. So that's going to do it all for this uh, episode. Um, if you're listening, thank you for um, that's my Mac. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have, um, like I said, tell your friends, tell people you, you don't even know. Uh, keep bringing it up again. Huge thank you for Matthew Ferrari for coming on. Um, good friend of mine. Um, glad he was able to come on and. You know, give his input on the Steelers and just help me out. Again, that's uh, M uh, Ferrari, M F E E R R A R 81 underscore. That's his Instagram. Give him a follow. Um, and um, thank you for listening. Next week, uh, go over, you know, NFL games, talks at baseball next week. Uh, had a huge uh, couple free agency. Didn't get to that in this game, in this episode, but I'll get to that in the next episode. Um, thank you for listening. This is the Big E Show.